Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, your bi-weekly podcast taking a look at all things graphic novel. This week we'll be taking a look at Gideon Falls, Volume 1, The Black Barn, Collecting Issues 1 to 6 of Images 2018 series by Andrea Sorrentino, Jeff Lemire and Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart from The Eurythmics. Dave Stewart, not from The Eurythmics, Dave Stewart, famous comic colorist Dave Stewart. Shooby dooby doo doo doo. Oh. Travel the world in yeah. seven seas. Benjamin Gideon Falls is our first horror comic book. Horror, and we did it especially because uh, tomorrow, by the time this podcast drops, yeah. is Halloween. Halloween. Halloween is a spooky, scary skeleton. Benjamin, the back of Halloween. the book says horror forward slash occult and supernatural. Do you think that is an apt description? I think that's a pretty apt description. I think it's far more, far less horror than I'd give it credit for. Far more paranormal, investigative, uh, oh, strange things are happening kind of stuff. There is right. some horror elements, but they're not entirely forward. Well, it's not a big monster is coming to get you. No, there's a big bloody barn coming to get you. A big barn might get you. A big barn might get you. Or it might not get you. It might only be if you fall into it yourself or something. It's more of a psychological horror than a... Yeah, it's a a very psychological horror. It's got some serious gothic tropes going on. We've got the unreliable narrators here and there. We don't know if it's collective madness, if it's actually a big, scary, spooky thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard. Do you buy into it? Do you not buy into it? Do we believe in the Black Barn? Do we not believe in the Black Barn? How does it work? Give us a very quick breakdown of what's going on there. Yeah, so Gideon Falls takes place in two locations, two primary locations. We've got Leavoni on the city. The city. uh, Which is a nutbush city limits. It's not nutbush. Gideon Falls city limits. Much better. There we go. Uh, And we have uh, the countryside town outside of Gideon Falls, which I think might be the actual Gideon Falls because there's Gideon Falls, the city, and then there's the the rural community outside of it. Well, look, we're going to go straight away into spoilers here yeah because you know if you're listening to this this is a I think you've misinterpreted Ben they're both Gideon Falls okay there's a city called Gideon Falls and there's a town called Gideon Falls mm. I think they're in different universes what exactly because what exactly Ben I think you've just had a realisation there you blow my mind because that we, fits perfectly we yeah. only find out that the city is called Gideon Falls at on the, the last panel of the last page we know that the countryside town is called Gideon Falls I've made a rubbish move I think you have oh. and as it was going through I was my thinking my mind is actually blown ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very embarrassed has this, uh, has this added to your enjoyment of the comic book in any I've enjoyed sense? it much more now Michael I, I would usually Ben be loath to interrupt you telling the plot of the comic but I think you just <laughs> you, you've you missed dare. a major point there pretty early doors in this comic would book you, would you please uh, in that case take over <laughs> so we follow basically it's a parallel plot yeah. Where in one, we're following a man who lives in a city and he's Norton. a madman. Yeah. And he is receiving uh, some psychological help from a psychiatrist. Yes. Who in the movie version would be played by Lucy Liu. Almost certainly, because I'm fairly certain Andrea Sorrentino took a great deal of inspiration <laughs> from, from, from Lucy, Lucy Liu. Um, she might be a bit old now, Lucy, but never mind. Uh, look, we're not ageist here at the uh, podcast, Michael. He, Ben, is sifting through rubbish in... In the city. Find some stuff. And every now and then he becomes obsessed with finding specific bits. Bits of wood, bits of nail. A rusty Hinges, nail. Mm. Uh, planks. And he thinks that they are all from the black barn. A mysterious black barn that he has to build. Yes. And it just, 
takes over his entire life. Yep. And of course, no one believes him. They think he's a madman who's rooting for a rubbish. Bloody madman. Until the psychiatrist, Belinda, also notices. Dr. Zhu. Dr. Belinda Zhu, yes. She notices that. Belinda's a funny name, though, isn't it? <laughs> she also notices that. Um, Sorry if anyone Belinda is listening. Sorry. She she's walking through town one day and she sees the bloody barn. The bloody and black when you barn. See, when you see the bloody black barn, Ben, everything goes red and there's a barn in front of you and you're red not where you were before. Biblical. And you're like, oh, what the hell is that? And then it's back to normal life and you're like, what the hell just happened? So and if she you're sees very it. unlucky, you see the figure in the black barn. Oh God, get it away a big from me! Spooky grinning man. Yeah. Uh, if you want a better representation of what that big spooky grinning man was, go back and listen to our Halloween episode where we talked about turnip heads. Yeah, very, very scary. similar. Bloody very scary. <laughs> so. She comes to believe him anyway, and she yes. helps him in his quest to yes. reconstruct the, the Black Barn. The Black Barn. And meanwhile, we follow an entirely separate story where uh, an alcoholic priest has been reassigned to a new town. Yeah, no good. And he finds himself in the middle of a kind of local conspiracy. Murder mystery. A murder mystery. Someone, a cult murder mystery. Yeah. So he finds that his predecessor, who died, was a member of a kind of... Uh, Cult, not a cult, a secret society. The Plowman, Michael. They, they call themselves the Plowman Men, but they're the classic, any kind of classic, we're aware of the supernatural and we're fighting it in secret. But we won't tell anybody else. Exactly. Because that'd be awful. Supernatural has it. They're called the Men of Letters, yeah. aren't they? The Watchers from the Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer universe. They're, but these are much more condensed in a local town. Yeah, much more agricultural. Yeah, very in, agricultural. In much more parochial. Yeah. So they're a parochial secret society. And the thing that draws the two stories together is that this mysterious black barn, which haunts, what's his name? Horton? Norton. Norton. Horton hears a who, yes. Mm. Horton sees a barn. Norton sees a barn. <laughs> Horton sees a barn. So the same barn which haunts him also haunts this town. Yeah. And you might be just going for a walk in the backfields one day and you'll turn around the corner and holy moly. Big thick off barn. There's a big black barn there. And the people of the town think that this barn is responsible for any sort of creeping insidious evil. That happens in the Might town. sneak around the town. Is due to the barn, including some disappearances, Ben. And I'm about to bloody blow your mind, go Ben. Go on, go on. Oh, uh, no, this one I kind of figured. You figured this one yourself, it, did you? Do you want me to take a guess at it? And then you'll have the joy of correcting me if I'm wrong. Well, what I think is, we learned that we have the sheriff. Cassie. She's a lady. No, Clara. Clara the sheriff Clara lady. Clara the sheriff lady. She's a hard-bitten cop. She's yeah. got, she doesn't believe in the supernatural. She's got no time for any of this nonsense. Um, and the local Doc. doctor... Is her dad. Yeah, but they don't talk, Michael. They don't talk for some reason. They don't talk for a particular reason. They don't talk because when her brother was a young, but a young chap. But a young lad. He was taken away by the barn. Yes. And her dad believes in the barn and is determined to find it. And she believes in the rational and she thinks her dad has become a madman. But, but Ben, what we find out about Norton is yes. that he appeared in the city mysteriously at five years of age. Yes. Right around the time when Clara's brother disappeared. What do you think that was, Ben? Uh, because I think Norton is probably her missing brother. I think he might be, Ben. Danny is what she calls him, but he doesn't know his actual name. He doesn't name. know his he name. He was found no. with amnesia. Yeah, a classic plot. Amnesia. So, yeah, so it looks like they are actually the same place yes. in different universes. And the Black Barn despite being a horrific thing, is some sort of dimensional portway. Yeah. It, we see that a lot more. There's a lot of build-up to what the Black Barn actually is. It's much more sinister when it's all hearsay and glimpses. And then the the father actually chases 
um, someone who's being infected by the Black Baron or influenced. Um, I can't remember his name. He's a hillbilly. He's a hillbilly. He's a classic, you know, town outsider. Town outsider. He's got the big grin. Yeah, big evil, if, big like, evil grin, and yeah. he, he's bloody killing people for the burn. If this or was he a, thinks he's been chosen by the burn. If this was a movie, he would be played by a character actor, uh, an Alan Tudyk, perhaps. No, I don't think so. Tudyk's I think Alan Tudyk's too soft. You need someone a bit more sinister. A bit more sinister. Who do we get? I, I, I'm not Bill sure. Bill Skarsgård. Would he no. do it? Oh well, so I don't think for. I don't think Bill Skarsgård is uh, hillbilly enough. Mm. Maybe a Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus would be a good choice. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. I forget his name. We'll get on to that as we go along. But uh, yeah, he's been chosen by the Baron or he thinks he's been chosen by the Baron um, to be a real bad egg. Uh, And he murders one of the sheriff's deputies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I thought it's very occult very quickly, Michael. And it's the sinister influence of the Baron kind of taking over. Um, And we travel inside the Baron then he chases that because the the hillbilly attacks Clara um, and he goes inside the barn and the barn is not nearly as sinister on the inside as it is on the the outside it's kind of a weird mixy thing where people seem to be forced to relive their their trauma or their their difficulties I suppose um, the priest seems to see a woman that he was once romantically involved with go through some serious pain mm-hmm. perhaps hinting at a miscarriage I don't know mm-hmm. I couldn't really read that panel very well uh, and then we come across the wife of the murder deputy who was also murdered and she says I know all your secrets um, and it's, it's very strange it gets very 60s inside the barn there's a lot of bright colours a lot of aggressive colours the inside of the barn there's a lot of uh, people breaking apart into photos of themselves yes the inside of the barn is very Grant Morrison's The Invisibles very trippy it's very trippy. trippy you see someone coming out of a comic book page yeah there seems to be weird. some kind of engine yeah running inside the barn it becomes like I, I think Grant Morrison's The Invisibles is a very good way of looking at it figuring this out yeah um, I would say that without Adrian Andrea Sorrentino it, the the tone of the comic wouldn't be as strong as it is. I think he does a very strong job of building this consistent bordering on Southern Gothic kind of vibrating throughout. I would argue, Michael, that um, True Detective was a huge influence on the visual style of this particular piece. Wasn't True Detective about an evil barn? Uh, Well, it's about an occult series of murders. Right. Um, and they occasionally wander into a barn where an occult murder has taken place. Um, the Yellow... Is the Yellow King? The Yellow is King, what he's referred to as. Which is a, a Lovecraft reference, which is almost certainly another influence here um, for this in a cosmic it's horror very, sense. very, very Lovecraftian, very Lovecraftian isn't Lovecraftian. it? Very Lovecraftian. I don't know, Ben, if, if it's Lovecraftian, the idea of walking around a corner and a building which isn't usually there is there. And well, it's evil. I, I think... Is that Lovecraftian? I don't think that's Lovecraftian. It's also Lovecraftian the fact that a small town is affected by this in such a big that's, way. I mean, a creeping horror yeah. in a oh. small town. It's oh. creeping horror. Have you written the words oh. creeping horror? I said the word creeping dread. Creeping, yeah, that's uh, yeah. horror and dread are almost synonyms. Almost synonyms. Um, a creeping horror affecting a small town is very, very Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian. Now, Lovecraft probably wouldn't be an agricultural town like this. It would be a fishing town. A fishing village. Because then you could have, have some tentacles. Tentacles and everyone would have fishy eyes. Yeah, which is very le- unsettling. The leek slip look. No, not the leek slip. That's in Ireland. The, <laughs> the Innsmouth look. Nothing wrong with people from Leek Slip. <laughs> the Leek Slip look is another problem. Uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, Andreas Andre, he also has a very unusual texture running through every piece of the art. It looks like wood grain. It does. Because of a barn. Norton collects splinters of a barn. Uh, 
and a lot of his collection are splinters. Uh, Norton is also most definitely a madman. At some point, somebody breaks in and steals his collection of of Black Barn artifacts. Yeah, and we never find out who that is in this six issue run no. or why they would rob his collection. Of I think it was him, Black Barn. I think it possibly is as well. I think we have what's called a very unreliable narrator here infecting people mm. um, with his thoughts. In fact, having you having revealed to me that this is two separate locations at two different times leads I, me I to think believe the same time. it's possibly in his imagination. I don't know Do if the town of Gideon Falls is real at all. Someone's imaginary concept. Oh. Um, and Belinda Zhu is completely imaginary. I don't, we don't know. Mm. We just don't know. Um, we have seen Belinda Zhu be affected without Norton present. That's true. So that would lead me to believe it, it loses some of the credence of she wasn't real all along if she has an independent storyline where she has to find Norton. Um, if she had appeared without that sequence where we see her see the burn, I would have said she's completely fictional. She's something that pushes his delusion more and more. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing to see. But I think the, the Lovecrafty and Innsmouth vibe uh, is very present in Gideon Falls. Everybody seems to be living their own little southern gothic hell. Yeah, um, but southern gothic, not very Lovecraft. Yeah, not very Lovecraft, but very Lemire. Very uh, Lemire. Lemire loves a bit of southern. Very, Him and Jason Aaron. Very Jeff Lemire. Loves southern gothic. Very Black Hammer. Very Black Hammer. Another thing about a barn. Trapped. Trapped just, and the big evil witch manipulating all the events. Yeah. Um, from an evil So we shed. can see that a lot. But Andrea Sorrentino does a wonderful job, I think. You see, this is where I'm going to differ. I was not enamoured by... Now... Let me break it down for you. Go then. on. Go Let on. me break it down for you. Break it down for me. Colours. You're going to rap? Do you want me to rap? Go on if you can. Break it down for me. Break it down. Hold on. I'm going to tell you now. No, I'm not going to rap. <laughs> the colours, Ben. Mamma Mia Delicioso. Okay, so you're a fan of the colours. Colours, great. Michael, dare I say that you're a fan of the colour palette? The colour palette. As oh, I've affected him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've, I, I've, I've incepted him. He's a colour palette Look, fan. Ben, I enjoy the colour palette for the tone that it sets. Yes. And I like the the dark blues and reds and stuff of the city. Teals? And the, No, no teals. And then the kind of more agricultural colours of the, of, yes, there of is the a, countryside. There's, there's very gold, good there's for tracking. There's and browns and stuff. Tracking where we're living. Exactly. Where we're telling our and tale. And then... The, when the black barn comes, it's just black and red and scratchy. It's and really ah, terrifying. it's terrifying. Look at that thing. What's that thing's face? It's quite good. Turn up. It's good. I love that. I don't like the rendering of the characters, though. Do you not, Mike? I don't. Why is that? I find them. I don't know what the technical term is, this, Ben. You're the guy for this. Go on. But I wish they were drawn more. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's much more shape design rather than finished rendered product. Yeah. So they're under-rendered. Okay. Is, is, I feel what you're trying to go for. Is that what I'm saying? Almost impressionistic. I wish someone would just draw the faces. As opposed to the scratchy kind of... Yeah, they're... They folk, Andrea Sorrentino, traditionally in, in most of his work, focuses very heavily on um, shape design and loose approximations of what a human being would be he does it very well because you always know exactly what you're looking at yeah and I always knew who was who and yeah, who but was a, you there's a lack of depth to the, huh? I see, see what, what you there. did there, there. Um, there is a lack of depth to some of the characterisation so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't now, disagree with you wholly now, there Michael I mean I can see the purpose it serves as well of being like if this was rendered in a very cartoony style it would take a lot of the impact away from it absolutely so I can see the point and in a lot of ways, I suppose it's a good thing that it made me a bit uncomfortable. It's yeah, well, like, I think that's the intention. Yeah, but it's, it, you know, it's not, it wasn't my favourite thing about it. It wasn't the, the rendering of the characters. But the 
the design choices and stuff fantastic the 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 spooky man in the barn looks familiar i'm pretty sure i've seen that wild gaping mouth blank eyed look before i think you've probably seen that michael in various illustrations that accompany creepypasta yeah, or scp yeah. or any of those internet kind of collective fiction sites i think this has been very heavily inspired by the kind of creeping horror that those websites have brought to a genre that is traditionally visible monster. One of the things that marks SCPs and... Um, You're going to just very quickly bend how it's SCP is a collective fiction project brought on by the internet, secure, contain and protect, um, where various objects or entities are imbued with power. They're tracked down by a foundation that's very scientific, but the, the things themselves are quite horrific. Yeah, but, no, but what is SCP? Like, not in the meta-universe, what is it? Just... Oh, SCP is... It's a website. It's a website, sorry. It's a, <laughs> it's, sorry, it's a collective Wikipedia kind of website page where people are allowed to contribute their own fiction. Creepypasta would be very, very similar. Um, Creepypasta is where people can write their own little horror stories um, and they get passed around. And the other one that's very popular at the moment is Reddit No Sleep, where people oh, are, yeah. are given something like that. And Reddit No Sleep is closer to SCP, where we treat them as real-life accounts. They're right. not fiction, but they are. Yeah. Um, and I think Jason Aaron has been very... They have done wonders for the urban sure myth. Jeff Lemire. Uh, Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Uh, sorry, who did I say? Jason Aaron. Sorry. Uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, I think, has been very heavily influenced by that. Um, and it's it's very much an urban myth kind of building process. And we often see illustrations like that because the, the key horror of a lot of those internet-generated ones is the unknown. It's mm-hmm. some big, sinister entity that's affecting people for no reason. Um, it's just going about its big sinister business. Now, the reason the Black Barn exists doesn't prompt anything here. It doesn't come up in it doesn't the first come six up. issues. The, the reason that anything is happening is not revealed in the first uh, issue. And it's very mysterious. And it's just there to be sinister. Yeah. It's just there to mess around well, with stuff. Well, I don't know. I think it seems to be a portway to me, between dimensions to me. Yeah, but what does it require? Does it kill those children to feed the engine? Does it need... I don't think it does kill them. It just spits them out on the other spits side. Spits them out on the other you side, yeah. wander in, then it spits them out on the They've other side. They've just made the mistake of going in. And I don't think there's... This is pure speculation, but I don't think it is sinister so much. At, it's not inherently sinister. It just drives people mad because it's... So completely such a breach of the laws of physics and reality. So and very traditional cosmic horror then. Yeah, that's well, that's that was my reading of it anyway, Benjamin Colby. I quite like your reading of it. In fact, I might like your reading even more than uh, anything that I would have come up with. What I didn't really com- come what, up with. What, what were you thinking of? Um, I just think it's something. I think we're going to have a character revealed as some kind of weird evil thing. But I think it's much more likely, Michael, now that you've explained all that to me, which I completely missed, Michael. I'm so embarrassed. Because they're um, the same place, you see. G- yes. Unless I'm wrong. Uh, well, I, I don't think you are, Michael. I, I have red head. So I, I think you're probably bang on, um, which is very, very yeah, insulting for me. Yeah, very upsetting. Uh, it's really hurt my, my ego. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I think maybe it's not a big sinister thing, especially because the art of issue six where we finally see inside the barn is so radically different from the tone that was set the horror kind of even a bit of kind of mixed media look to it I don't know if it is mixed media but it looks oh no I think I think it almost certainly is I think you're absolutely right Um, there are so many influences going on here Um, and I think one of the ones that has been confirmed by Jason Aaron one of the ones that he Jeff Lemire uh, Jeff off Ben, this is basically Um, a Jeff Lemire fan cast (laughs) and he keeps saying Jason Aaron Uh, Jeff Lemire 
has kind of come up with and one of the things that he has cited as a direct influence was a song by Tom Waits called What's He Building oh okay. there. go on there uh, there's a really you famous you can't play it you're going to have to sing it I'm going to have to sing it uh, luckily Tom Waits doesn't sing this it's almost like a piece of flash fiction um, and, flash fiction uh, flash fiction is very short fiction written in a page or less oh um, uh, again inspiring stuff like No Sleep and Creepypasta and things like that mm-hmm. but one of the the key songs in this on one of his albums I think it's Swordfish Trombone is What's He Building in There and it's him as a neighbour mm-hmm. describing being obsessed with what his neighbour is building in his house oh. so the, the key crux of it is what's he building in there he spends all day up and down banging making new things what's he building and it's basically a depiction of the neighbor going mad trying to figure out what this guy is building in his house and we never know what it is what is he building though we never find out that's I want to believe know Ben but I'm not sure that's not how Jeff Lemire chooses to end this I'm not sure if we're ever going to find out what's in the barn oh god damn it um, which will sting massively but we don't we don't know he but there seems to be some sort of dimensional engine in it it so, seems to be but I think it comes back to what I said earlier unreliable narrator is the key thing mm. um, Norton is a madman yeah um, I think the priest can't be trusted because he's a former alcoholic that's gone through some serious trauma so we don't know if we can you can't trust a priest Ben that's your takeaway from uh, well that's my takeaway from anything to do with priests Michael <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I am a, a 21st century Irishman <laughs> we, yeah. we yeah, look we've had our ups and downs <laughs> shame on you uh, send him to the barn <laughs> send him to the barn <laughs> um, anyway uh, moving on from there we can't necessarily trust Clara or right. her father because they're just because they've they, lost someone they can't agree they don't know yeah, what's going on the father on. may be going through serious trauma from losing his son he's got a big bushy beard and though. he's got a big bushy beard um, and he retells the tale of how his son told him he had a nightmare and he didn't take it seriously yeah. so all for all we know that's a grieving father who's gone mad from grief yeah because the barn got him uh, Clara wakes up from her experience not remembering the barn yeah she says I thought you were my Watson to the priest who's trying to Get her to remember the barn. She can't remember anything to do with it. He's like, you were in the barn, you dumb... Yeah, she says that he grabbed her, Mm -hmm. carried her away, and he tracked him down. Um, So we don't know. Unreliable narrator, maybe the key key term. Is there even a barn, Ben? Is there even a barn? Is there even a barn? I'm trying to find the bloody interview with Jason Aaron where he gave us other... With who, sorry? uh, Jeff Lemire. What's wrong with you? I keep doing this. I is this an alternate dimension where Jason Aaron has written this? Have I gone this through the... tiny room, which a is a rural town, but also... A big city. A big city. Bloody Jeff Lemire. I'm so sorry. I'm going to keep trying to find this. You give me, you spin your wheels a bit more there, Michael. Well, Ben, you, this is a comic that I have been very, very tangentially aware of for quite a while. Because it gets so much praise. It gets a lot of praise. And... I always thought it was something to do with Lil Gideon from Gravity Falls. <laughs> Lil Gideon? Because it's Lil Gideon from Gravity Falls and this is called Gideon Falls. I thought it was a spin-off. We ben. got very confused. I was very confused. I was shocked to find this was a horror, supernatural horror. Your not, good lady friend was very confused. Not a light-hearted well. romp about characters from a children's TV show. It is not. It's not a light-hearted romp at all. It is not. It's dark and grim. It is to be adapted, by the way. I forgot to mention Into what? Uh, a TV series. Starring Lucy Liu. Uh, James Wan is attached to it as a producer. Oh, that's a good choice isn't it because a lot of what he says for example the scene where the scene where the young man tells his dad about the dream he's having and his dad kind of doesn't believe him was very similar to the scene in the movie watch out there's a spooky ghost behind you sinister no 
No, Insidious. <laughs> insidious. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with all this. Yeah, <laughs> insidious. In the horror genre. Do you, do you remember the, uh, the scene in Insidious? Probably the best jump scare of the last 15 years where... He looks um, out the window. No, the psychic lady oh, yeah. is there and she's telling him about the dream he had and she saw the lipstick demon. Yeah. And then he appears briefly behind Night Owl. Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And it goes, ah! And then everyone goes, oh, Jesus, he was there the whole time. It has, This comic has that atmosphere. Yeah. That, it has the atmosphere that can be summed up with, and then I walked around the corner. It's a big sinister bloody And there was a barn. <laughs> I thought there was a barn. And there was a big bushy beard. And there's a man with a great big bushy beard. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it, Michael. I probably have to read a bit more of it now to kind of look. I have to reread it now, Michael. I strongly think it's worth reading twice. Smack for sure. myself on the wrist. <laughs> I liked it, Ben. I didn't love it. That's fair enough. I I did enjoy it. Yeah. I liked the influences. I like I liked sitting down and going. Mm. There's meat to this. There, there are delicious, tasty ideas in this, which I really, I love the idea of. I walked around the corner, and there was a big and bushy beard. A big bushy beard. But I love the idea. I love that that supernatural bit about walking around the corner and a huge structure that's not normally there is there. Who the fuck and, put that there? And your brain just goes, oh. I often enjoy that in other things where they walk into an apartment and they slowly start to realize it's not their apartment. It mm. should be, but it isn't. I can't remember what I saw that in, but I remember it being one of the most unnerving things. I, ever, I think it might have been an animated short I saw at one point. I'll try and find it and link it um, down below. But it's a guy who walks into his apartment and slowly starts to realize that it is his apartment. But there's something but wrong. it's not his apartment. Oh, very good. I there's like something that. something wrong with the apartment. I like that. can't bit. figure out what it is. That, oh, that tickles my mystery bone. Yeah. Now, what... So yeah, I, I really like that. I think that's a very good shout you said earlier about the SCP stuff and yeah. the creepy stuff. I think stuff. it's hugely influenced um, by that. There was that SCP Pirates Cove or something about. Oh, that's do you remember that so one? Weird. Oh, I love that weird memory. The demented what's children's real, the haunted what's, children's show. What's real? What's awful? All very good, but, and this is the big but, because I like big butts. And Mick can't lie. lie. But the big part of it is, I don't, I, I don't know if I would necessarily be jumping to get the next one to find out what's going on. Yeah, it's slow. I'm it's happy, a very slow comic. I'm happy enough with the concepts and the spookiness of what's going on. I don't see a need to go, I need to know what's going on, though. <laughs> I could never read the next volume of this, and I'd be fine with that. Okay. It's not. I'm not. You see, I'm not saying I don't want to read the next volume. But I'm saying if you didn't, yeah, you'd fine. be grand. Yeah, I'd yeah. be grand. I don't, I'm not terribly pushed to solve this mystery. Well, the characterization is poor. The characterization isn't. I wouldn't say poor. We it's don't just care a little bit generic. Yeah. yeah, we don't care about those people very much. I think this is much more tone heavy. Yeah. Than plot heavy. Yeah. Um, and I think as a tone experiment, groovy. Yeah. I think as a keep you hooked kind of gig. Maybe not so much. Nah. Ben, what would you recommend to people if they enjoyed this other than Jeff Lemire's The Black Hammer? Uh, well, if you're looking for more, yeah, fair enough. We can't recommend that one at all. Well, we can. Um, Why can we not recommend that? No, Well, without being too on the nose. If you enjoy <laughs> Andrea Sorrentino's art, he did a fantastic run on Green Arrow with Jeff Lemire. Oh, um, really? Probably the best Green Arrow story of the last 15 years. Is it all scratchy? Um, no, that texture exists only in Gideon Falls. Okay. The other one is traditionally heavy, black, nice, solid black colours uh, for shadows and lines. This and looks things. like it hasn't been inked. 
Uh, in a way, yeah, it's an unfinished thing. Yeah. Again, I think it's that texture that he's going for. But look, look. I couldn't tell you. I it's don't know Andrea Sorrentino. It's an experiment. I don't know. Andrea Sorrentino is an Italian artist, by the way, which sets him apart from a lot of American artists. That's it's why very, I said very different so. to this kind okay. of thing. Um, and he's much more experimental. You'll notice he does weird storytelling things where he'll highlight a character with a red circle or a yeah, square or something like I that. I did notice that. When he wants to draw attention. He also did Old Man Logan, the independent series of the original, uh, the Mark Miller one. Um, Old Man Logan had his... No, sorry, independent of... Uh, the main Old Man Logan story by Mark Miller. So, Mark Miller created the character of Old Man Logan. Yes. And then Jeff Lemire was given his own miniseries with it. Oh. With Andrea Sorrentino. So, this independent of the Andrea Sorrentino is one of Jeff Lemire's main collaborators. Seems to be. He's not the artist of Black Hammer, is he? No, he's not. No, 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 no. I think that is... Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but I don't think it's Andrea Sorrentino. I could be wrong. The colorist... The colorist on Black Hammer Streets of Spiral, Ben, is named. Ah, oh, it is Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart's the colorist on, on Black Hammer. Black Hammer. There That's you go. it. And then, funnily enough, Ben, the colorist on Black Hammer Streets of Spiral is na- someone called Lennox. Is it Annie Lennox? Is it Dave Annie Stewart's Lennox? wife. Is that what they do after Emmy Lennox? It's probably your daughter. No, no, that Dave Stewart isn't Dave Stewart from the original. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to <laughs> where are the Eurythmics now? <laughs> This is this is Black Barn-esque. <laughs> like, who is Dave Stewart? <laughs> is he real? Uh, if you're looking for more horror vibes, a lot of the early Vertigo horror comics would, would probably satiate your need. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, if you're looking to uh, be a little bit more thrifty on that wallet, go check out the SCP Foundation. Yeah, or Reddit Creepy Pasta. Or Creepy Pasta. Take a look at any of them. What, we, what are we going to do... In two weeks' time, Ben. In two weeks' time, Michael, we'll be taking a look at the brand new reboot from Jason Aaron. Not Jason Jeff Aaron, Lemire. yes. Uh, Jason Aaron, which is the Conan, uh, the Barbarian reboot. Not yeah. a reboot, but uh, a continuation. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about the, it. The week. latest edition, the 2017 series. No, 2018? 18, I think. 2018 series of Conan by Jason Aaron. I and think it's called Arred. The Life and Death of Conan. Life and Death of Conan. Volume 1. Anyway, check it out, pick it up, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks here on Collecting Issues. Uh, If you haven't had enough of us and you want to see a bit more of us, you can check us out on our website and keep up to date with everything new that we're doing, seomrabeug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. means tiny room in Irish. Uh, This will be the first podcast since we've changed the name on the Instagram, so now if you're looking for us, you can just find us on seomrabeug on Instagram. Uh, We often have fan polls, questions, things like that, so you can get involved and chat to us there. Fan is a a strong word. (laughs) Uh, occasional listener poll (laughs) Um, if you have something that you'd like covered on collecting issues you can suggest it to us and our ideas if you're listening to us here on Spotify uh, give us an L follow if you're listening to us here on YouTube give us an L comment like and subscribe no one listens to this on YouTube if you're listening to us here on uh, Apple Podcasts give us an L review we need that review guys it gives us an L boost right on up the uh, the listening ladder Um, and if you're listening to us somewhere else let us know we don't know what you're listening to us yeah what are you doing give us a shout what the hell Um, that's it from us for this week guys thanks so much for listening Bye. See you in two weeks. Bye.